0: Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. I'm Haley Luckadoo, educator, website designer, wedding planner, and big dreamer, who took a hobby business born out of a college dorm room and turned it into a successful multi-business empire. I run on hard work and Dr. Pepper, and if it comes in pink, you better believe I want it. This podcast is for women in almost any industry, who want the resources and inspiration to do what sets their soul on fire. I'll interview women who are exceptional at what they do to bring you the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed and to create the life you dream of. Welcome back to this episode of Females on Fire. We're super excited about this episode today because we have the lovely Bonnie Bakhtiari with us, and most of you know her because she owns B is for Bonnie Design and does branding, and she's absolutely amazing at it. I've been following her for a while, so Bonnie, thank you so much for being on here with us today.
1: Haley, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to get to chat with you today.
0: Yeah, we're super excited to have you and hear all of your advice and expertise. So just to get started, how did you get into branding and how has your business grown over the years? And just tell everybody who you are and what your story is.
1: Sure. So like you just said, I am a brand designer and strategist with BS for Bonnie Design. And I launched that business and let's see it was six years ago actually and since then it's just been an incredible honor to be able to um, pour into the lives of the women that I work with through visual branding and cohesive strategy. So basically what I do as a brand designer is I partner with women in the creative industry to craft elevated visual brands that truly reflect the heart of their life's work. So we're not just trying to build brands that are pretty, but also brands that really stand for something and that really have longevity at their core. And as a byproduct of that, these are brands that are as purposeful as they are profitable because at the end of the day, we are all incredibly talented and tenacious business owners. And it's important that our businesses be um, really, you know, propelling us forward and enabling us to make a living doing the stuff that we love. So um, I kind of fell into this. Sort of accidentally. Um, I was not the girl in college who had big dreams of starting a business or um, anything like that. I, I definitely saw myself taking a more traditional route, but. In college, um, I was studying journalism with an emphasis in news editorial, which basically just means that I was learning the uh, kind of the facet of journalism for print media. So I took a lot of design classes as a part of that uh, to be able to learn how to lay out the front pages of newspapers and the covers of magazines, and you know basically any of the like design-related tasks that a journalist might have to do, especially as they're just getting started. And as I was in those design classes, I really was just blown away by the way in which good design paired with strong storytelling enables you to really communicate um, so effectively and so efficiently. And I loved the idea of being able to pair um, honest words with gorgeous design in order to really uh, just tell a story. And so I started exploring kind of the intersection of where beautiful words and beautiful design kind of met and I uh, kind of fell into the branding industry. And, as I was getting ready to graduate from college, um, I was coincidentally uh, engaged to my now husband. you know we were getting ready to um, get married later that summer after I graduated, and I just had a lot of a lot of change on the horizon so I was about to get married, I was about to graduate from college, I was about to, you know, try and figure out how I was going to have, you know, an adult job and and kind of get my life together, Um, but I also was getting ready to move across the country because my now husband, uh, then fiance, was uh, based in California, and I was going to school and living in Texas, so I just had a lot of, of change in front of me, and I realized that, you know, if I was going to create something, if I was gonna do something that was really worthwhile and that really gave me the space to um start to contribute to our family and uh create the kind of life that we um were really dreaming of, that I had the opportunity to um, just kind of create my own little business and see what happened. So what I did is I actually just opened a humble little Etsy shop and threw up a quick little website and I started BS for Bonnie Design back in 2012, slinging pre-made wedding invitations and other editable designs in Etsy um, and also offering a few very small branding packages and quickly as I got into it, I just discovered that I have like this incredible passion for branding and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to work with friends who were starting businesses who then kindly told their friends about me. And, um, my client list really continued to grow. Um, but I just was able to really partner with my clients to focus on a branding journey that enabled me to use a lot of the skills that I did learn while I was, uh, getting my journalism degree in terms of like interviewing people and storytelling and, uh, obviously a lot of the design work and things like that in order to really craft a brand that, that told their story. So the rest is kind of history. Um, since then, I've, I've just been incredibly honored to be able to partner with my amazing clients um, for the past six years. And uh, a few years uh, into my business, I actually launched my second business, which is called The Allume Retreat. Um, and that is a three-day, intimately restful retreat for business women who are striving to build businesses that operate from a clear place of purpose. So um, I launched that back in 2014, and so it's kind of been a uh, a little bit of a crazy journey, um, definitely one filled with a lot of trial and error, um, but also a lot of a lot of joy and a lot of possibility, and just so much. Um, positivity as well. So, um, that's a little bit of how I got my start, which I always love getting to share a little bit about that because it's, um, it's not like a linear path. It definitely wasn't like a clear cut. Like I've always known since a young age, that this is what I was getting to do. but I'm so glad that I fell into this and I'm so glad that I've been able to really refine my, um, my craft and my skills as a designer, but also as a strategist to be able to partner with my clients. Um, and I'm excited to be able to talk all about branding with you today uh, as we kind of dive into like some more uh questions and great conversations about branding and how your amazing listeners can really implement that idea within their own businesses too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm super excited too because you're definitely an expert in this field. So I'm just glad that our listeners are going to get to hear all of your advice and your tips. And I love the way your business has transitioned over time. I think I always love hearing how people got into their businesses and how they got started, but I think it's even more awesome to listen to them talk about the transitions that have happened in their businesses. So I love that, you know, you went from that very traditional route in college, to suddenly owning an Etsy shop, to suddenly doing <laughs> branding, and then you've got the second business. And I, I just love it. And I, I relate to it a lot. So I love getting to hear other women's stories on that too. And I feel like most creative entrepreneurs, we don't have that linear path that you were talking right. about. We're all, all <laughs> over the place all the time. So it's awesome to, to hear your story like that and, and just see how it's grown over the years.
1: Thank you. It's been, it's definitely been an adventure, but I'm glad that it's my adventure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So obviously branding is so much more than just a logo or a color palette. So can you just tell our listeners a little bit about what all branding encompasses and why is it so important for them to have a really cohesive brand?
1: I absolutely love this question because you're so right Branding is so much more than just the logo that you have or the fonts that you use on your website or any of those pretty visuals that we really love to look at and that we spend like hours drooling over on Pinterest. Um, instead over the years, I have really discovered that branding is, a, a truly multifaceted concept. And I like to think of it in kind of, um, three different facets basically. So it's experiential in the sense of, you know, you can create a brand experience and invite your customers and your clients into that experience. That can be almost like a, a very like Living uh, entity through like your company culture, the way you treat people. If you have like a brick and mortar or a studio space, the way that like they're physically engaging with you and your brand and your business in that space, right? So it's very much experiential. It's also visual. So, you know, like all the pretty things that we think of when we think about branding, Um, you know, photographs, uh, colors, um, icons, uh, logos, you know, all of that great stuff. And then it's also verbal. So the way that you communicate with people through your messaging through the words you're putting out there on social media or your blog or even just face-to-face conversations or the emails that you're sharing with people. So I think that when we think about this concept of branding, we kind of expand our mindset when it comes to branding. We create a lot of room for possibility because instead of it just being limited to um, the visual details, all of a sudden it's just like beautiful multifaceted concept that we can really immerse ourselves in and we can invite others to join us in that space. So it's important to have a really cohesive brand because you want to be really inviting your clients into uh, a dependable and a cohesive and a trustworthy experience through your brand. So we want them, no matter where they're coming across your work, whether it's online or in person or, you know, a friend of theirs is telling them about you and your work. uh, We want it to be super clear that you're always representing the same story and they're always getting, you know, kind of like the same um, facets of of who you are and what you do and how that work impacts their life as an ideal client. And so when I think about it with um, my own clients, I always like to encourage them to be building brands that give them the space to invite their clients in but also give them the space to really lean into that sweet spot where, your story as the creative, as the, the professional, you know, the service provider who, you know, whatever it is that you do, your story as a creative intersects with your ideal client's story. And I think if we can focus on kind of that little overlap, like if you will, just like picture like a Venn diagram where you've got like those two circles and then that little overlap in the middle, that's like the sweet spot with branding where you can really create a brand that stays true to who you are, but at the same time, it's one that is still incredibly applicable and relevant to your ideal client as you use your values and your gifts and your mission and your message and all of the things that go into branding to really help your clients in the future. Um, so I, I really feel like, you know, just creating a cohesive brand not only sets you up for success, but I also feel like it sets your clients up for success as well because it makes it so incredibly clear to them who you are, what you do, and how your work will impact their life or their journey for the better.
0: Yeah, that's such a great explanation. You covered that really well. And I, I want to sort of just expand on something you said there because you, yeah. you talked about how branding is where your story and your ideal client sort of meet in the middle and overlap. And I think that's where people tend to get confused because mm-hmm. I feel like when you hear about branding and when you hear about you know um, branding your business, you hear mostly about your ideal client and finding who that is and where they are and what they're looking for. And I feel like between the trends that are all over Pinterest nowadays and looking for your ideal client, people forget to put themselves and their own story into their brand. So can you dive a little more into what you mean by you know, putting yourself into your brand and, and what that looks like. Absolutely.
1: Well, and just to kind of quickly touch on something that you just said, um, you're so right. Like with all of the, all the blog posts and the podcasts and all the things out there that are teaching us how to find our ideal clients and teaching us how to really get in touch with them and build brands that speak to our ideal clients. And um, there's also like a very large group of people out there who are doing business in such a way that only puts them as the business owner at the center of it. So we almost have these like complete polar opposites where you can be building a brand that's all about you, or you can be building a brand that's all about your ideal client. But I really do think that like that sweet spot is right in the middle where, you know, your values, your story meet with what your ideal client needs from you. Um, so in order to really make that happen, in order to like basically put more of you into your brand and, and to put more heart into your brand, um, I, I really do think that getting in touch with um, the heart behind your work—you know, why you do this work that you do. Is so important because that helps you to get in touch with kind of the the origin story, for lack of a better term, of your brand and how you uh, decided to dive into this journey to begin with. Um, and as you're diving into why you do this work that you do, a lot of the time we find that there are values that are very closely associated with that. And those are going to be some amazing things that you can actually lean on as part of your brand's core values, and that is going to help really propel you forward in a cohesive and an honest direction. So with your brand, if you're building a brand that's based around heart and values and a clear sense of why you're doing the work that you do then you're actually going to be making really intentional choices not just with you know what kind of logo you you use, or um, what kind of services or products you offer, but also um, the way that you want to impact your clients through the work that you do, and the way that you want to serve them through the work that you do. How you want to make people feel. Um, I think that if we can really lean on a lot of those core foundational elements, then we're building we're building something that has longevity already built into the framework, and that really helps you bypass the whole. Um, Kind of the whole situation of having to like rebrand every few months or um, feeling disjointed or feeling like you have kind of a patchwork uh brand that's a little bit little bits and pieces of maybe what everyone else is doing or what other people uh, are, pre- are putting out there on Pinterest or maybe what you're seeing on Instagram. Um, so a big part of putting more of yourself into your brand honestly looks a lot like just keeping your head down and focusing on what's within you as the creative behind your business and focusing less on what you see other successful business owners doing because it's it's I kind of almost think of it like shiny things syndrome of where you're like always drawn to like the next pretty thing and the next shiny thing that's glittering over there in the sunlight. And it's so easy when you are building your brand whether you're just getting started or you've been in business for, you know, 10 years, it's still really easy to fall into, um, kind of this, this shiny thing syndrome where you are looking at someone successful and you're thinking, oh, I like the way that she does that. I'm going to emulate that. And I'm going to try and make that as a part of my brand too. Or, Oh, but look over there. I like the way that he's doing it over there too. So I want to, you know, kind of, uh, borrow some of that and implement it into the way that I'm building my business and crafting my brand too. And so what we want to do is just like cut out all that noise and limit those distractions and instead focus on yourself and focus on your own heart that you want to um, really share with your clients. Um, A great way to think about kind of the overlap of where your story meets with your ideal client is uh, actually a great example of this is um, from the building a story brand book um, by donald miller and his whole premise of his book building a story brand is that instead of positioning you yourself as a creative as the hero of your journey instead focus on positioning your ideal client as the hero of that journey and then you can come in as the guide who empowers and equips That ideal client of yours, the hero of that story, to move forward in the journey and and the direction of of their goals and their dreams, basically. And that is such a brilliant approach when it comes to writing copy for your brand and especially like writing your website or messaging, creating messaging really that converts. But I also think that's such a, a powerful illustration. For building your brand in the first place, that helps you understand that you don't have to be at the center of it all. In fact, if you are at the center of it all, then um, you can unintentionally be pushing your ideal client away. But if you can focus on uh, the parts of of yourself and your story and your experience as a creative that empower you and equip you to guide your ideal client along. In their journey, then all of a sudden, I feel like it just becomes a lot less um, abstract of an idea and it becomes easier for us to know how to move forward with that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And answer this for me Do you feel like when it comes to putting heart into your brand and really being authentic with it, do you feel like that applies to every type of business? And what I mean by that is, I often hear people sort of hesitate when they hear about putting heart into your brand, because I think they kind of get in their head that it means putting all of your personal details out there and Mm -hmm. letting everybody, you know, deeply inside of your life. And I don't think people know where the line is between putting heart into their brand and sharing a lot about their personal life and especially you know, as far as your brand is on social media. So do you feel like there are some businesses where maybe, you know, you put a little less heart into it and keep it a little more professional, or do you feel like there is a balance there and everybody can find it if they try? I
1: absolutely love that question. Um, and I think that, I think that that's maybe a conversation that just like as a creative industry, we, we don 't have often enough of how to how to define what that looks like for you as an individual because you 're right it is it's so different for every business, but also it's so different for every person because some people you know especially when it comes to like social media um, they feel more comfortable sharing, you know, personal aspects of their life or sharing, you know, personal details or stories or experiences, whereas other people might feel like that's a little too uncomfortable for them and and they might struggle to share openly in those ways. And I don't think, I don't think it's a one size fits all kind of thing. I don't think that, you know, what one person's authentic brand looks like will also work for another person over here. I think that we have to choose what parts of, honestly, like what parts of our hearts we want to share with people and that make sense with the brands that we're building. Um, there are some, some situations where, you know, I actually in the the past, I'm, I'm, you know, just thinking back to clients that I've worked with before. Um, I've had some clients who have passion in spades and they have so much heart and they are so driven, um, but it doesn't for you know their specific service or offering. It doesn't quite make sense to put a huge amount of heart into it. And so with that, then we have to strike a balance of still honoring and giving that client the space to you know pepper in as much heart and authenticity into their brand, um, but kind of within reason and kind of putting some not limitations on that, but basically some boundaries on that. So that for example, if um, you know you are let's say you. Are a um an online service provider who specializes in um virtual assistant work for other brands and you um have a huge heart for uh you know so many, so many different causes, so many different things, um it would make sense for you to share the the things that you're passionate about that align with your services as a virtual assistant. So maybe if like the heart behind your work is um, creating the opportunities and the spaces for the the people that you work with as a virtual assistant to have more time and more space and more margin in their calendar so that they can be better business owners or they can live, you know, a a more rich life. And as a result, like you use your gifts and your talents as a virtual assistant to make that happen. Well, then like, there are a lot of things that you can speak to online as a part of your brand that would align with that value, with the that very clear sense of why and those values that are associated with that, um, but just because you are building an authentic brain doesn't mean that you have to spill your whole heart online and share like deep vulnerable parts of yourself with the internet. Because in a lot of in a lot of cases, um, that's not that's not necessary, but also that's not um, safe. And what I mean by that is it's not safe in the sense of. Um, Inviting strangers on the internet into like deep parts of your heart that um, you know they don't they don't need access to. That's not something that they um, you know they don't have a relationship with you and they haven't been um, just they haven't you know really proven that they can be uh, a trusted um, keeper of that that part of yourself and that part of your authenticity. And so I think that building authenticity into your brand has to have some boundaries. Absolutely. I do think that every business to some extent can include authenticity as a part of the way that they're doing business or the way that they are presenting themselves online, but it is just going to look different for everyone. And I think that, you know, there's some basic questions to answer in terms of like, what am I comfortable sharing? Like what, what topics do I want to share that are off limits? And what are topics that I want to share that are okay to talk about? And then taking that further and asking yourself, okay, so I've identified what, you know, like, what's kind of like the the um, appropriate stuff to talk about and maybe the, the not so appropriate stuff that I'm going to keep just for me and that's going to be personal. From there, what parts of my story, what parts of my heart, what parts of like me being my most authentic self make sense for the kind of work that I'm doing and would resonate with my ideal clients? So kind of like, Creating um, some very clear boundaries for yourself and almost putting down on paper, like what that sense of authenticity looks like to you. Um, for some people, this is something that just comes naturally and they have a clear idea of what makes sense and what they want to share and what that looks like. But for a lot of people, um, it takes a little bit more planning and it takes a little bit more um self-discovery as you, as a person, dig deep into what parts of your life or your experiences or your values that you uh, want to invite other people into. But to answer your original question, I do think that to an extent, every business can include some authenticity. It just might be in different levels. Um, And I think that we have to give ourselves the space to understand that it's not a one size fits all situation. And just because someone you know, who you follow on Instagram might have this brand that's built all around authenticity and they're very open and they're very um, vulnerable. Doesn't mean that it's right for you and doesn't mean that it's um, right for your business. But I think I don't know. I think when it comes to like infusing authenticity into your brand, you as the person, as the face behind your brand, you have to decide what you are comfortable with and what's right for you um, on a personal level before you think it through on a branding level.
0: Right. I definitely agree. And that was really great insight. I really enjoyed that. So what, what does the process look like for you? I mean, as a branding strategist, when you work with a client and you're trying to help them build up that brand and put that heart and authenticity into it, how do you go about helping them find that and helping them figure out, you know, how much or how little they want to put into it?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that with my clients as a part of my process, we kind of we kind of start on like a like a more like broad kind of like really zoomed out level and then as we just go deeper and deeper and deeper into the heart behind their brand we get really more like honed in um so the questions that i ask become much more specific and we go deeper than the surface and um you know, we kind of really start to peel back the layers there as we're going. So when we're starting out at kind of like that big, broad initial, initial view, you know, we're just kind of, we're just kind of chatting usually, or, um, if this is a conversation that we aren't having, um, in person or over the phone, then in the worksheets that they're filling out their client homework, they're starting, uh, with really just telling me the story of their work and the story of their business and how they got started. And then as we go like deeper into the process, we start to really you know, dive into more specific questions you know, that are centered on the why behind their work, um, the vision that they have for their brand, the impact that they hope to leave on the world as a result of the work that they're doing, um, the mission that their brand hopes to uh, or strives to achieve, um, you know core values differentiators like we you know we basically dive into it all like it's it's nothing's off limits there um but as we're going deeper and deeper and deeper into it so much uh, of the time I'm able to listen to the stories my clients are sharing with me or read their responses and homework that they're doing and I'm able to see these patterns that emerge um for example like a lot of the time when my clients are telling me about how they started their business there's so much there's so much passion and there's so much, uh, so much drive and there's a clear set of values that usually come to the surface. When I hear the story about how they started their business to them, it's kind of like, Oh, it's just common knowledge or it's, it's a part of their personal history. So they don't think twice about it. But to me, as a strategist, um, I'm able to listen to those stories and really see where um, certain values came into play or where, um, you know, they really were able to infuse more of uh, their heart or their personality to really create a business that was different from what other people were doing. And so it's a really exciting process and it's definitely um It's definitely a labor of love, but uh, as we are, you know, kind of walking through that, uh, I like to call it the brand development process, um, because we're really developing a lot of um, the foundational components that my clients will use as a part of um, their overarching strategy through their vision, their mission, their core values, and their ideal clients, their differentiators, their messaging, all of that great stuff. Um, But... Uh, with like a lot of my clients, I find that um, so much of that goodness is um, just below the surface and it's often all it takes is just asking the right questions or asking a question and then just sitting back and listening and really listening to what my clients are telling me before we find um, a lot of a lot of truth and a lot of um, just pure authenticity. And, uh, part of my job as a a brand designer and strategist is really just to create the space for my clients to get in touch with those parts of their stories and those parts of themselves as business women, Uh, because so often in the day to day, we don't create the space for ourselves to do that. And we just kind of, we run through the to-do list and we run through the process and, you know, we, we focus on making it to, you know, to the next thing and always moving forward in that direction. And so we don't actually create the space for us to get in touch with. And um, our own authenticity that we want to then infuse into the work that we do so i'm um, just creating the space and being uh, a person who um hopefully can inspire vulnerability and give my clients the space to to share that is a big part of my job but it's honestly my favorite part of my job because um i it's it, you, you it's just absolutely unbelievable how many people have incredible stories um, that they think on the surface are ordinary or similar to what everyone else has or um, really aren't anything special but as you start to peel back the layers you discover that what on the surface might look ordinary underneath is absolutely um, one of a kind and is incredibly uh, valuable and, and, and worthy just as it is. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely love being able to walk alongside my clients in that journey, I think.
0: That's so cool. And I love that. And I think people don't realize, you know, if you've never worked with a branding strategist, I don't think people realize how much you actually do for your clients because I know most people, you know, like we said earlier, when they think of branding, they think of the logos and the color palettes, and they think, oh, if I hire somebody to build my brand, they're going to do those things for me. And I don't mm-hmm. think people realize all of the back-end work that you put into asking those questions and pulling out those stories and those personalities and being able to be in that mindset to listen for those particular things so that you can infuse them later. And that's so, it's just an interesting insight to get to hear how that process works and what that looks like. Cause I think not a lot of people realize, um, all of the work that goes into that.
1: Right. And I think that it's hard to, it's hard to describe. It's, it's, you know, easy to, easy to take a picture of, you know, sketching out logo concepts and snap a, uh, snap a photo of that and put it on Instagram and, you know, show people what you're working on. But, you know, the conversations and kind of like the behind the scenes and a lot of that, introspective work that goes into your branding journey as a creative and um, it's it's you know not an easy thing to capture so you have to really get creative with it um so one thing I love doing with um with chatting with a, a potential client anytime um you know we're thinking about working together I love to be able to just um hopefully just educate them and, and share that with them um really what the process looks like and um, how deep we're going to go together because it's really, it's a partnership. It's definitely a relationship that you have with your brand designer and strategist. Um, If they're guiding you through an intentional process that is going to really get to the very core of your work and then take those answers to build a brand that speaks to to really, to those values and those um, differentiators into your ideal clients, then that's going to be, you know, a process that you, you want to be working with someone who you trust and you feel comfortable with and who you can be honest with, um, because that's where, I think that's where the magic happens. So it's just really cool to be able to um, see other brand designers doing that as a part of their process too.
0: Yeah, I love that. So obviously we've established how important it is to really put that heart and authenticity into your brand. But at the same time, everybody wants to be, you know, on trend with, you know, whatever the, the hot branding stuff is for that year or that time period. So how do you recommend that people sort of find that mix between, um, keeping their personality and, their values in their brand and still sort of having a brand that's trending enough to really interest their potential clients? Or do you recommend that? Do you recommend even worrying about trends?
1: Um, I actually usually focus on steering clear of a lot of the, um, I would say, I would, I would say I usually discourage people from pursuing fads, like, you know, whatever's kind of like a current fad on Pinterest or Instagram, um, trends. I do, I do pay attention to them because I think they can definitely influence the overall direction that, um, you know, design or the community, like the creative community is going in, but I really do think it's more important to focus on, um, building a brand that has your personality and your authenticity represented as well as one that speaks to your ideal clients. So I think it kind of, it kind of differs in terms of who your ideal clients are, because if they're people who they um, are really focused on kind of like the latest trend and, you know, like what's, what everyone else is doing and that kind of thing, if they're, you know, kind of image conscious in that way, then you might benefit from building a visual brand that Um, is a little bit more trendy in that way. But the flip side of that is if you have, you know, clients who, or your ideal client, I should say, is, um, you know, kind of more of like the the very classic timeless kind of ideal client, then, you know, you can build a brand that represents that aesthetic and that look and that feel in order to reflect um, their interests and really capture their attention in that way. Um, And I really feel like when it comes to, the visuals that are part of your brand, um, you start to be able to see in terms of, you know, asking your industry friends or um, even just asking yourself, like you can start to see when your branding is working and how it's being perceived versus when it's not working for you anymore. So I think in my experience, if you uh, feel limited by your brand or if you feel like your visuals aren't reflecting your level of experience, or if you find that you're getting tons of inquiries from people who are so not your ideal client, then in my experience, that's telling me that something with your branding isn't working, where you're not drawing in the right kinds of clients, you're not putting forth the best representation of your experience, your heart, and your potential, and that there's a lot of room for growth there. So I think that we, uh, we could probably give ourselves a little bit more credit as business owners If we just are honest with ourselves, when we look at our branding and say, what is this doing for me? How is this benefiting me? Is it, is it enabling me to reach my goals or is it actually holding me back from reaching my goals? Does it feel like me? Does it look and sound like me? Or is this something that I feel like is, is a reflection of, uh, you know, an older version of me or, uh, maybe even a version of someone else entirely. Um, If you're answering yes to those kinds of questions, then I definitely think it's time to uh, make some thoughtful changes and look into, um, you know, maybe walking through the rebranding process or definitely just breathing some new life into um, your visuals and the strategy that go along with that.
0: Love it. That's such great advice. So, so awesome. Absolutely love it. So, at the end of every episode, we always do a lightning round. So, these are just some fun questions that I'm just genuinely curious about so I like to ask. So, yeah. are you ready?
1: Yes, this is so exciting. <laughs>
0: All right, awesome. So, what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Um if we
1: are fast forwarding past the part where I'm like groggily rolling out of the bed in the morning, then, then I am hands down headed to the kitchen to grab a cup of coffee because I just, I'm just not a real person in the morning until I've had a cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> yes, I think we can all relate. <laughs> what is your go-to snack during the work day?
1: That is such a good question. I feel like I'm usually gravitating towards hummus and veggies. Ideally, so I'm going to be honest. In a perfect world, I'd be always having veggies with the hummus, but also, like, I eat way too many pita chips as
0: well. So <laughs> I'm just going to be honest and put it out at, there. At least you're honest. At least yeah. You're honest. <laughs> so, what is one item that you absolutely cannot live without? Ooh, that's tough. Um,
1: hmm. I don't know, I feel like, I feel like I would be a little lost without my computer, like I just, outside of the fact that I'm a designer and I like literally use it for work every work day, um, there's just so many things that I can do and manage because of my computer and so I just feel like I'd I'd probably be a lost person if I didn't have access to that.
0: I totally agree and relate on such a personal level. (laughs) (laughs) what is your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Hmm. I love that.
1: Um, it's hard to choose the best advice that I've ever received because I think that I've been fortunate enough to have heard a lot of great advice in my life. But one thing that has really been just right now in this season of life sticking with me is a, a quote from a book that I, uh, Uh, read by Amy Poehler. Um, And it was from her book, Yes, Please. And she was telling this story. And it was basically like the moral of the story was good for her, but not for me. And I absolutely love that because what Amy Poehler in her book was trying to say was that it's totally okay for me to see and celebrate what someone else has or what they're doing or who they are, but that's not necessarily the right thing for me to then do. Um, And I think that I feel that very deeply not just like in business but I also feel that like just in life in general where it's it's easy for us to like look at what other people are doing and feel like oh like I want that or I wish that I could do things the way that she does them or I wish that my business could look like hers or like that my house could look like hers um but I think that there's something powerful when we choose to look at those situations and say good for her but not for me because I think in that statement we celebrate what she has, we celebrate her choices or her circumstances or how she got to that specific place. But we also are validating ourselves in that same sentence and saying, that's good for her. And I acknowledge that and I can celebrate that. But I also understand that that is not right for me. And to me personally, that's just been like a really wise um, insight that I've just been carrying around with me.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. That is so good. And we actually, we touched on something similar to that back in episode one. And I went off on a complete tangent about it because it was so good. And so like everybody needed to hear it. So I love that. That was such a good choice. So where can everybody find you? Social media, website, give it all to us.
1: Yeah. So, um, you can find me at B is for Bonnie design.com, um, on the worldwide web, or if you want to follow along on social, you can find me on Instagram at Bonnie Joy Marie. Um, and I am always sharing tons of, Uh, branding tips and advice and behind the scenes, lots of snaps of my very fluffy golden retriever named Boone (laughs) over on Instagram. So you're always welcome to join the fun over there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for just giving us a little bit of your time today and sharing all of this amazing advice on how to put that heart into your brand and be authentic and just giving our listeners something to get excited about with their branding. It's been really, really amazing.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely incredible to be able to share a little bit of my story and my experience with branding. And I've loved getting to chat with you. And I'm just so hopeful that this content is going to really resonate with your amazing listeners and give them some actionable steps that they can take in order to um, really just move forward with building the
0: brand of their dreams too. I definitely think it will. That's it for this time, ladies. But if you have just a minute, it would make my day if you would write a review and share how much you love this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the best of the best. If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter or following along on Instagram, you can find me at Haley on all social media and at hayleyluckadoo.net for this episode's show notes, the blog, the shop, and pretty much all the good stuff. I'll be bringing you a new episode very soon, but until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.